Avast, ye turbulent turnbuckles, for we have returned. Hey, uh, everybody, it's me, it's David. Uh, Grant will be here in a moment. Thank you for your patience. We're a week and a day late. I know. May was absurd. Um, we I think we just said yes to too many things. We did too many things. I've been away from home longer than I've been home. But we're back now. We're back. We're home. Settle in. Get cozy. Um, pay attention if you're on the road. I feel like a lot of you are driving while you listen to this, but that's fine. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We've got two weeks worth of shows to discuss, and like we've got a couple of fun surprises this episode. And I will tell you about these surprises momentarily. First, I want to tell you about the comic book shop at 128 Bank Street, Ottawa. Um, first of all, you can find them at thecomicbookshop.com. They spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, dot com. Or on Instagram at just comicbookshopbank. Shop spelled the same way. They've got anime figurines. They've got manga. They've got comic books. They've got the Gundam collectibles and the assembly kits. They've got all that stuff. If you're listening to this, chances are they sell something that you're probably interested in. So hit them up. Tell them we sent you, send, uh, send them your support, and thank you for their continued support of the show. Okay, what did we talk about this week? Demon Slayer, Season 3, Episode 6-7. Vinland Saga, Season 2, Episode 19-20. Fucking pain. Succession, big week in Succession. One might say a penultimate week in Succession. Season 4, Episodes 8 and 9. We'll be back next week with uh, the finale discussion. We've got the news feed. Then, same thing with Barry. Uh, season 4, episode 6-7. We'll be talking the finale next week. We do predictions for both shows, by the way. Succession and Barry. Um, so if you want to you know, get yours in, feel free. Um, but we put out a few uh, predictions on how we think these things will end. Funny that they're two series enders. Not, not just finales, like season finales, but series finales. Anyway, um, I talk about my experience watching the movie Air, that new Ben Affleck, Matt Damon flick that just went on Amazon Prime, and my early thoughts on Harry Potter Legacy, uh, the game, now that I finally picked that up. And of course, we brought the Q&A back, and we had a fantastic question this week that led to many a good conversation. Wow, I've been talking for two and a half minutes. I should just do the podcast myself. I'm just kidding. Grant, go ahead. Hit the button. Psycho season one, two, three, four. <laughs> Hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. Bonjour, crook monsieur. Oh, bonjour. Yeah. You hear, have you had that sandwich? <laughs> it's a bit of the, that fudge I got. But have you heard bon of the monsieur. croque monsieur? It's like a ham and cheese, uh, but like a, a French. Monsieur. Yeah, it's croque like a ham monsieur. and cheese. Uh, but like a, I believe I have. Yeah. I saw one at a cafe today that they heat up, and I was like, hmm, I don't know if that's how I want it. Wait, like a fresh one, or it's like sitting in a fridge that they're going to reheat for you? Like yeah. Starbucks style. Starbucks style. Like, a little nicer than Starbucks but. style, but still. I was like, mm, I don't think that's the move. No fucking thank you, is <laughs> yeah. all I can say to that. I like yeah. a fresh sandwich. Yeah. Not really a hot take. Yeah, actually, I'd well, like it hot. <laughs> really? Okay, actually, Hot or freshly cold? Let's do... Yeah, let's... I was going to say, freshly cold... Versus freshly mm. toasted, and let's just make it fun and limit it to Subway only. Oh, okay. Like, are you asking what my Subway order is? Because that's like... That's basically that's what like I'm a, asking. That's like a third date kind of thing there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, just in general, uh, a good sandwich, hot or cold, 
assuming everything is fresh and ready to go. Cold. Really? What is it? Yeah. What's on it? Like on my own time? Or are we still talking the subway order? No, on your own time. It, you know, assuming you can either go out and buy it or make it at home, you have like infinite ingredients. Ooh, infinite ingredients? Yeah, or... or Definitely turkey, pickled eggplant, oh. lettuce, and uh, probably just the oil from the eggplant. Wow. If not eggplant, just cheese and mayo, probably. Wow, you're easy to please. Yeah, dude. Interesting. Golden Retriever, man. Golden Retriever. <laughs> I like a chicken bacon. Yeah, I can do chicken bacon. Well, on a sub better than a sandwich, though. See, yeah. Chipotle, I'm, I'm iffy on that. I don't, I don't dabble. Really, that you don't often. mess with a Chipotle. I don't know. Like, I would just prefer like a hot sauce than like. Yeah. A, I don't know. Something about the Chipotle flavor when it comes to like, uh, oh. a, that I'm just not super into. I'm a big Chipotle fella. Yeah. Like the sauce, not the franchise. Have you had the franchise? I have not. Eh. We have like versions of that here, though, right? Yeah, do we, we got we do we have an actual Chipotle here. It's fine. It's whatever. Really? Yeah. Your neck of the woods? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, an it's in the uh, it's in the Rideau Center. No shit. Really? Yeah. Damn. I mean, the one thing that like will, I mean, it's like when any American like, sorry, Americans. Uh, I was just in Nashville, and this holds incredibly true. But the serving sizes, right, are, generally speaking, absurd. Like, they're sure. big. Everything yeah. is big. The small burrito is like, who's buying the large? Like, who is doing the three-pound burrito? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, like, Chipotle is, Chipotle is like, um, what's that fast? Is it the burrito something? Grand, burrito gringo? Burrito, burrito gringo. That's yeah. a good spot. When I, li- when I lived in Ottawa, that was, that was my so, shame I go to. Chipotle is like that, but like faster, like the service is quicker and um, sure. probably bigger portion sizes. Hmm. You know, a little dirtier. Yeah. 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 I don't know. God, now I want burritos. Yeah. Okay. Now what's next on the, on the agenda? Okay. So now we've got Shake Shack versus In-N-Out. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Have you had either? No, I haven't. <laughs> I have not traveled. I am not as uh, world, worldly traveled as you. Oh, okay. Well, that's like a whole yeah. debate. And it's uh, there's a good episode of it on like First We Feast, I think. So we'll give them oh, a really? little plug. Yeah. Sean Evans too or just like yeah, that channel? Sean Evans. I think he does it, you know, funnily enough, I think he does it with Tom Segura. Huh. Yeah, it's like a little cool. five, ten minute clip. Because I think it's an East Coast versus West Coast thing, I think. Oh, really? Is Shake Shack East Coast? I don't know which is which. I've had Shake Shack on the East Coast, so maybe that makes sense. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, and it's good because Shake Shack really segues beautifully into Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks. It's it's a big week of uh, two episode coverages, so bear yeah. with us, folks. Season yeah. three, episode <laughs> six and seven. I mean, they, they do kind of blend. Um, it all starts to feel... It's really starting to blend a little bit. I think that's um, the pacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scenery too. Not much has changed. You know. Good point. It's reminding yeah. me scenery wise of the like the forest, um, the forest arc in season one. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, Did with the spider. Of, yeah, the Lord. spider demon, Rui. God. Yeah, that was great. I love Demon Slayer. It, it's moments like that too. Like you know, you look because we haven't like fully got to that kickoff moment yet in this season like there's been definitely been you know highlights and whatnot um but you can 
it almost feels like it's on like the tip of the tongue coming like it's very it's coming soon like i think episode seven more so is kind of teeing up like the bigger pacing and action Mm -hmm. um six wasn't a bad episode by any means but it definitely was it felt a little groundworky for like this episode yeah i I agree background and whatnot but uh i love the genya stuff that was great um the genya stuff is great i totally agree with that i we haven't seen mitsuri in either of these episodes, the love hero nope. has just like vanished. But you can tell, like that, like I mentioned a minute ago, like like the pacing is weird, right? Like Tokido, yeah, was in the water for two whole episodes. Mm-hmm. Actually, technically three. Like he literally did nothing for like two and a half straight episodes. Mm-hmm. While we did the Genya background, which was while phenomenal, like just weirdly timed, it felt like you know what I mean. Yeah, that was, that was a just, whole episode flashback or a whole half. It kind of just feels like. You know, and, you know, when we had talked last, we, you know, there was, seems to be, we, we brought up the fact that there was some, like, online discussion of, like, how the season's starting to come a bit of a drag and a bit of a bore. And, like, I think that sentiment is kind of continuing mm-hmm. online a bit. Um, again, I, I still disagree with it. But I do feel like the setting up everyone, like, all these new characters, because that is the problem with Demon Slayer, right? Like, they did all these people in the very beginning, and then they've been trickle-feeding them slowly, Hishira-wise, and, like, yeah. kind of side character. Yeah. And it does feel weird that they kind of introduced everyone, like, right up top this season, and then instead of, like, trickle-feeding them at, like, the right time, like, for their backstories, it kind of feels like, all right, this is the episode where we're going to cover this one, and then that one, and then, you know, like, I wonder if Mitsuri, we're going to have that her next, maybe the next episode, she has one too. That would feel kind of, like, middle-heavy to be doing something like that. Because I feel like season two did a lot of, you know, like, flashback stuff, but it was more... I think a more fluid, front. Thr- yeah, yeah, is it not even necessarily front loaded, but like kind of interspersed properly. Yeah, yeah, it, it just feels a little, a little heavy. Yeah, it's a little weird. <clears throat> like, there's definitely, I mean, I don't think it's crazy or like too negative to say that. Like, it, it the pacing feels a little off. Sure, um, it's a little odd. You kind of made a point that's distantly related to something I was thinking of today. You're talking about like they we did the whole all the character intros things you know what i mean and now mm-hmm. we're like having to learn about these characters later because of like weird pacing i think part of my fatigue with and i think maybe the audience's fatigue with upper four specifically sure is this um the, the split personality the split demon thing like there, there's a lot of i think there are a lot of things working against it sure i think this is already an ensemble show with mm-hmm. like eight fucking hashiras there were 12 demons we're now we're like going down the list you know what i mean and it's like does and every demon has to be multiple demons you know what I mean? and mm. this one in particular is five and like it gets a little tired you know what i mean like they I, we called this episodes ago but like when that last dude came out in episode seven i was like really like i know yeah. that the fandom is excited because i think from what i've seeing in comments and stuff people like i think he's a good villain sure maybe he's the quote final form um but like i was like come on guys like again it's a little unfortunate because you know because they they did go to the effort to having all the split personalities and maybe this could have in the end made more sense or would have worked better if maybe they just kind of dedicated to them a little more yeah you know because again like they were juggling so much they're juggling the four demons the you know the the hashiras then you know tanjiro and you know yeah, all, like the, yeah. the people of the village right 
you know, if, you know, maybe on its own organically, they all would have kind of stuck out more and a little more uniquely. Like, I was very curious of the dude with the fan, you know, that was, you know, like crushing everyone with, you know, yeah, his, that was the cool. force of the fan. You know, he was like a highlight. And also the, the one with the lightning powers, like, when I really yeah. think about it, I think the only one we had an issue with was bird. probably like the bird, you know. That dude sucked. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think he brought it, he brought everyone down, like everyone's total score down. But like, you know, it's... Uh, I, I do hope they don't just give up on that and like this new, you know, kind of personification of hatred of all four of them. Hopefully like they're still, cause they, they did kind of tease it cause like they didn't want to go in, right? Like they were kind of like afraid to yeah. be taken in. So kind of like know, boo Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I hadn't thought of that till you, till you just mentioned that, but I hope they do kind of come back in some way of like trying to fight their way out or maybe, you know, not saying like Tandra's going to get aided by a demon, like the demon within this upper moon. But like, it just, it feels kind of lame to like bring these guys up, set up a power level, they do all this damage and they're kind of just gone and we're fighting just the one, you know? So it's... My guess, not yeah. to be a cynic, but my guess is like the former is what happens. Or the latter, yeah. excuse me. Like I have a feeling like we probably won't see them again. I, I think really? that, that's my guess. My guess is his, the drums above his head, which... For the record, we've seen before too, like a demon sure. drone powers, replicate all their powers. Yeah, is yeah, we'll like use each one of them or something. Yeah, because we only seen the one, and it kind of kept them in spot. Right? Yeah, or, like, we got the lightning, one lightning, yeah. one like yellow beam from the stupid bird, the <laughs> fan, and then the yeah. weeping spears thing that cut Genya to pieces. Oh yes, 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 yes. That before. Plus yeah. the snakes, maybe that's five. The stone snake stuff, which, by the way, you mentioned we, yeah. thought we were going to see, and you were right. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, like, I'm loving it. You know, the classic case, the episode ends, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, five more minutes would have been <laughs> would have been great. Yeah. We, but, um, we got the yeah. what's-his-face review, uh, reveal, excuse me, the Hanagezuka, is that his name? The swordsmith? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> That was something I had, had spoiled. Uh, me too. Not too long ago. And uh, the internet was like just drooling over him, the freaking the hot swordsmith. <laughs> kind of funny. I'll give them yeah, that. I'll give them funny. that. It's kind he looks of just like Tengen. That was like it was almost with, like the same face model. Yeah, Tengen. it's close. Yeah, but, we, uh, I think by the way, one of us called like early this season, like episode two. Mm-hmm. We were like, dude, one hundred percent, things are gonna be dire. And then that sword's gonna come out and give somebody like a buff. Yeah, they don't just like pull out the the smoke, like the true smoking gun, and just like not have that return. But that was probably my favorite part of the episode was, you know, uh, him kind of working the blade because he can't stop right. And they they did tee that up a couple episodes ago, saying like once you begin the process of restoring the blade, like you can't stop until it's yeah. done. Yeah. And seeing, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know the the, the upper Yoko. Name. Yeah. Just seeing how worked up he is and stressed out and like kind of, you know, like, oh, like a true, almost like in a weird way comparing himself to him of like what, a, you know, an artist. And is he like, you know, blowing that back in my face saying I'm not a true artist. Was, yeah. Again, the voice acting on that guy is exceptional. Yeah, most of the scenes that dude's been in have been really, really good. He's, <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Yeah, I've been doing that. Like, it's <laughs> so <laughs> flip. That's scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very unnerving. Like, that's the thing too, like there hasn't. For a show that, like, you know, it's about, you know, people slaying demons and, like, they're, you know, being these evil creature, evil incarnate creatures. Like, not very many chilling vocal performances. Like, Good, point. Tar- Good point. Gyutaru was, like, close. And Muzan was very uh, imposing. But I think, like, this guy is, like, the first time we're just, like, ugh. Like, I got the creeps every time he talks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's, like, a, I'm trying to think of some that 
frightened me. Or, you know what I mean? Like, made me feel similar. Mm-hmm. Because they're either, like, slow, like a drawl, like the mm-hmm. like the drum demon there in season one. You kind of just, like, talk slow. And Rudui was menacing, but he didn't freak me out. Yeah, that's the friggin', what's his name? They're Shigaraki. He's, yeah. He, that voice. That voice oh, is that who that was? Yeah. Oh, very, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he, he plays phenomenal villains. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, like... It, I think we need more Mitsuri for sure. Um, I'm assuming think... the next few there. It's going <sighs> to pop off, and I'm sure they'll they'll all be involved, right? Because we are like at the half, or officially like just over the hump, halfway hump, right? Yeah. So like it's only eleven. You know, it's gonna. This is where it was really starting to pick up. I do. <clears throat> I if there, I do have a complaint with this season or this part of the season is, and again, and not everyone has to be together as a team, but everything does feel very. Uh, separated and like i i don't have like a good feeling at like the lay of the land you know entertainment district arc we like we spent time in the district like literally that's true we got familiar with kind of not like it's not like we knew like uh specific areas or like streets or names or like anything like that but But we knew where we were operating and right now we don't have an idea of the space we had a scale right like visually and not so much now like i think the most stuff where i kind of felt like clicked in is with mitsuri stuff where she's in the village yeah you know so i don't know i think like once it starts climaxing towards the end i think everyone will kind of hopefully come together and like at least kind of be like just more visually like their surroundings Mm -hmm. you know but um oh one positive thing to say is i did think despite it taking two and a half episodes the the way uh tokido got out of the water was good yeah that was a sad death i was like oh no yeah i unexpected like me too they got me with that one yeah and also just like blowing the air into the water i was like that's it was very yeah smart for sure i don't know i i really enjoyed that but yeah um yeah demon slayer demon slayer um vinland saga season two episodes 19 and 20 i mean these are definitely companion pieces Um, big time so this kind of all works out. This is the most of these episodes center around Canute's army mm-hmm. attacking Kettle's farm. Yeah, the I think episode nineteen is called the Battle of Kettle or the yeah. Battle of Kettle's farm, and then twenty is called Pain. Yeah, truly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I've watched Attack on Titan. I'm conditioned. I'm ready for the pain, but. This wild maybe as close as Vinland Saga has got me to being emotional, man. I gotta say, they they got me pretty good this one. Yeah. My boy Einer. He was feeling it. <laughs> I was sealing it with him. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Thorfinn talking him down that got me. Yeah. Yeah. Like just the baking, you know, like you can tell Thorfinn does not want to strike him, but like literally it's all he could do. Yeah. Just well, like I, snap him out of it. I have a quote here actually. He kind of uh I think Thorfinn has learned Aaron's lessons a lot faster. The quote is, anger begets more anger. I was stuck in that hell for a long time. Mm. Whew, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and he's, did you notice when Einar, I know we kind of skipped right to the end, but did you notice when Einar was losing it there that he really looked like, was it Ragnar? Mm. Um, remember like when he would take those crazy man mushrooms? Yeah, yeah, he looked like berserker mushrooms. Yeah, he was yeah. Like, he looked like berserker mode. Blind, blind rage. I think that was what that was supposed yeah. to yeah. represent. Yeah, I like that. That was really yeah. really well done. So good. Yeah, I know we did jump ahead. So I I do think, like, 
it's weird because like they are companion people. Like the whole season is one giant piece, obviously. But like these two are so handoffs. Like you know, we, we like to talk about it so often. But mm. episode nineteen, I really loved what they did of like showing the bravado of Kettle and just like the hubris of the situation and just having Snake being the guy of like you know begging him like don't do this like yeah. come on like don't do this you know yeah um snake like snake has really come forward like he's always been like that interesting character this season right like we saw him from a distance at first and we get to know him a little more but uh huge unreal action sequences with him you know that first battle or the in episode 19 like that first wave of attacks there that kind of kicks everything off and again the idiots firing like arrows into the sea that was <laughs> so know? bad and then yeah. they all get lit up oh no <laughs> it just shows how like you know they just they completely misunderstood the situation, right? You know, Kettle's just got caught them up in a flurry, but... Yeah, because he was going to pay everybody's debts, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, not a bad move, but... I, I do like that we saw the Joms Vikings in action. Yeah. That was really cool. Toying with them. In episode nine, or 20 there, when they're toying with Badger. And yeah. then freaking, you know, Snake comes in. Did you like... The, I wanted to ask, because the animation... They clearly were doing, you know, some either CG or 3D animation in yeah. that scene. It, I thought that looked pretty freaking awesome. No, I agree. I think... Um, I, I you, Like, I did spot it right away. And, but, yeah. and my first thought was like, okay, this actually looks pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. they... I feel like they... Um, I'm not going to say it's Demon Slayer level, because that's a pretty high bar. But, like, sure. they, they knew where to use it, where it would cause the least impact, and, like, sure. still be worth doing in cgi right i feel like that's like the hardest call a studio could possibly have to make mm. is like okay we have to use cgi somewhere to be effective right and mm -hmm. to save us budget and time fluid one-on-one like, -on -one combat is probably yeah. yeah so it's like what are we good at what's the hardest what's going to stick out the most because of mm -hmm. like tones and colors and all that shit that's a tough call it was cool because it almost looked uh like rotoscope yeah, I saw like that, some comments that on Reddit about that. It looked like that. It, and it, but it's not, though? Like, it, I don't know. Just, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we should look into that, but it was, it was very, very cool. It, yeah, um, there's some, cool, there some cool action scenes. But uh, how about Thorgill trying to freaking sneak up and get that? That was, like, sick, that fight, when he that, sneaks up and breaks or sprains his wrist, or continues wrist. I love that whole, uh, that whole sequence of Thorgill doing it, um, him actually... Sticking up on Canute. I love that Canute defended himself. Yeah. Well, we know he can. Yeah. But even then, he was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, Thorgill's <laughs> fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, very much like a um, Torkel-like yeah. character. So, it's like, yeah, Canute yeah, probably loses that fight 10 out of 10 times. But I love mm -hmm. that, like, I mean, obviously, that Season 2 has been constantly reminding us that he isn't the same kid he was in Season 1. No. But, like, I like that his instinct was, like... I'm fighting this man. It was yeah. not like he didn't run. He didn't run. His instinct was like, We're, "Okay, I need another sword. Like, let's fucking do it." <laughs> when uh, and then you know when Peter shows up too, and then him and Thorgill start. I think that's oh, Peter Potter <laughs> Potter's and uh, or no, is that? Oh no, it's someone else. Potter is the former slave. I think this dude's name might be Peter. I think you're right. I think you're right. Anyway, um, Torgil takes out his eye. <laughs> and he, like, unfazed, like, still just, like, squeezing harder on Thorgil's neck. Like, you know, like, losing an eye doesn't matter. Like, you know, finishing yeah. the fight does. It was pretty, pretty, pretty gnarly. And then Thorgil takes the freaking sword right through the wrist. Like, that oh, hand's yeah. gone. That hand is gone, for sure. I, yeah, but, I wonder uh, if they're going to show us consequence. I Like, I like that... I like when shows do that, like, mm. um, like they show the consequence of a 
injury in war, yes. in quote wartime. You know what I mean? Like he better not just like put a band aid on that and be fine. Like by season end. No, no, it, I definitely... they better not do that. <laughs> there's no way. I do love Canute's line, and this just goes to show, like, uh, you know, we talk about how Canute's taking the such words a out of my mouth. Sorry, <laughs> I love it. No, go ahead. He is like, he is a smart tactician. You know, like he, like, even though he is taking this land, he is maybe trying to do something a little different. You know, and just the line of like, you know, I wish he was with me. You know, I like. Yeah, he said he was a like bold he... man. I wish yeah. he would serve me again. Yeah. And I think, he, and I, I do think he would take him back. Truly. Oh, I believe that too in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I don't think Thorgood plays like that. <laughs> no, definitely not. I don't know. Maybe unless you see, like, I I have a I have a hunch that there's going to be a sit down with Kettle and Canute. And I, don't, I think just Canute's going to shit the bed in some regard. Like whether it's like, you know, Hubris trying to stick up to him for like a false whatever. But mm. uh but, um, you think Canute makes the error? No, ke- like Kettle. And like maybe Thoriel kind of sees like how Kettle is in the oh, moment. Oh, I see. Yeah. And that could bring him back to his side. or um, Yeah. Curious well, to see what happens to Snake, too. Yeah. Well, I think Snake goes on the lamb again, would be my guess. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if maybe Thoriel buys his way back in. Because like we, all, we know Thorfinn's going to see Canute, right? Yep. I wonder if, you know... Thorgil and Thorfinn potentially have a throwdown. Yeah. Um, if not, you know, Canute and Thorfinn, which I don't know. But I that how dope was that line? It's only a hundred of them. Yeah, the line is Canute only it looks like Canute only brought a hundred men, no matter how far this goes. I should be able at least uh, able to make it back alive. Unreal. Let's go. God damn. He hasn't been fighting for years and he's like, Yeah, I still got it. Nah, I, he knows he's got it. He's he's the bro. Yeah. There was another line that I really liked. Um, I think it's the beginning of this episode, of uh, episode twenty, when uh, Snake calls for the the retreat, and everyone's going back, and Kettle grabs the one guy, saying like, "I didn't tell you to retreat." Oh yeah. And, and the dude is just like so terrified, and he's like, "Like you fucked up. Like you don't say no to the king. You know, like even we know that." And he's like, "We don't say no to you. Yeah. Why would you say anyway?" I just thought that was like no, a very a good, good monologue on a total nobody character. Of, like, you know, they're like, what were we going to do? Like, we had to do this, but, like, you're the one who screwed up here. You know, it was, it was very, very potent. I really enjoyed that part. That that comes off the heels of a really great scene by Fox uh, um, watching mm. Badger fight yes. the uh, the Yams Vikings. Is he talks about, I think the episode might start on this as a it cold does. open. As a, he talks about killing is fun. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a sentence, a statement. Killing is fun. I've killed about 13 people. I know it's fun. It's usually the look in their eyes, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man, what a dark dickhead character. But it's yeah. like immediately followed by like, I can, and then he says, the enemy is enjoying killing us, I can tell. Because yeah. like, we are fucking playthings to them. And I was yeah, like, oh you, shit. And then you see it. Like, it's just like a solid hard cut to like them just being smiling. Pl- while I cut with. people in half. Yeah. Ooh, that was, uh, that was metal. It, it, Vinland Saga season two has had like, for being such a quote, like, character heavy season like farmland saga mm-hmm. yeah like they've had a lot of very dark imagery and scenes yeah. like between uh thorfinn's terrible terrifying uh nightmares mm-hmm. uh to this head um, of the king to Ar- arnie being beaten oh. to death head of the well, king yeah. yeah yeah that's uh that's we have mentioned her one. her death scene but yeah that happened that was that was heavy just <laughs> it was heavy the uh the extra cpr at the, at the end got me i was like oh no like you could stop. I, I do. 
I did think, I was like, did, did they know that back then? Like, it was probably the one point I just questioned, like, is this, is this historically I think, accurate? But maybe okay, it is. I don't the way know. I interpret it was, I think Thorfinn saw it done on a person and, like, mm. saw their life get saved because they were, they drowned. And, like, he just thought, oh, you could do it on anybody? Mm. And I was like, is he doing it because they don't understand, like, its proper use? I don't know. Medicine. Well, what's his name's not there anymore either, right? Pater. Like he was the like, yeah. like the go-to, like the the village healer essentially. Yeah, true say. But uh, yeah, that was R.I.P. and he's But just like her line too, like you know they're waiting for me. You know I want you know that one last breath. I want to say goodbye. Yeah. Lie. You know that was. There was also um, I think a nice callback that we can move on after this, but there was a good callback where Thorfinn goes on this monologue about let's go to Vinland together, yada yada. Yeah. And she makes a call back to his early line. She goes, do, do they have slaves there? Do they have wars there? You know, Or no, they were talking about Iceland because uh, Leif yes. was saying, I could bring you back to Iceland. He says, do you have slaves there? Do you have wars there? And it's just, I think that's a subtle reminder, right? Like that's Thorfinn's mission, or at least yeah. it seems to be. There's like a very like poster-like shot of him looking in the sun, looking like Viking Jesus <laughs> at one point. And I was like, oh God, I wonder how this is going to go. Like, is he going to... Is he gonna become like a humanitarian type, like, like a walking a pe- prophet? Kind of yeah. Thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, this is kind of a bit of an origin story for that. Sure, I could see that. I have no idea how it ends. Like, no, I don't. I, yeah, I don't either. But it is interesting that Mappa put out a trailer for the remaining episodes. Did you see that? Like, oh. I know it, it might have been a part of like because there was like the Mappa event this weekend. Yeah, I, I fortunately weekend. did not, and I that's one thing I don't. I no, normally I would, but uh, I have not I watched want. it. But I, I did find that to be a very curious thing to do after airing like this. You know, again, pro- like the proclamation that Thorfinn has made about going to see Canute and all that. Yeah. It is interesting that they put a trailer together. So whether it's just you know completely, it's all high stakes going forward, and maybe like the pace just picks up. You know, I'm curious to see that because they are kind of marketing these next few episodes as like you know, the, you know, the, the culmination of this event, you mm. know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see the marketing for that. So. Are there two left or four left? Uh, I'm not sure. Cause I remember, I, I think it's th- 24. I hope so. Is it 24? I remember uh, it being like no, a I weird number, like it's one or two off, but, uh, we can, we can that's the thing. I don't want to scour the internet too much and yeah. burn myself. It's all good. We'll find out one way or the other. We'll find out. Um, oh God, succession. Damn dude. <laughs> I mean, we could talk, talk a lot about this. I mean, let's just say episode eight is the election episode, and episode <laughs> nine is the funeral episode. Unreal. And they That's... pair it together very well again. Yeah. Because, like, episode nine is dealing with a lot of... Basically, aftermath of the whole season mm-hmm. between Logan's funeral and uh, and the election being stolen or slash rigged or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and episode eight is, like, just... It's just the election and also Roman, like... Like, Kendall kind of shutting down, mm-hmm. Roman kind of ascending and making some cr- critical errors. Yeah, an evil devil. Yeah. yeah that was he's... interesting when he got the helm for a second there, eh? Just kind of doing what he wanted. Just walking out into the, you know, the the hall or whatever, or whatever this, I guess the TV station. I don't, I don't know what to call it, like the, that room or whatever. Or like, where all the live reporting is going on. Yeah. Just, like, barking orders, do this, do that. But, man, how... <laughs> The wasabi in the eye, <laughs> dude, with a oh, Lacroix great. chaser. Yeah, he's a he's a not he's like a, a sleeper cell agent for sure. I'm convinced of it. 
<laughs> I'm seeing a lot of funny memes about like it's the it's like it's a uh, of Greg and Bran from Game of Thrones being like it's always the one you'd never think about. <laughs> and it's like him with a CEO badge or something. Why wow, never? Be, yeah, um, he is like one of the best things to happen in that show. Truly, yeah. Like, what like just like an like a perfectly stunt, like intentionally stunted and awkward performance. Like, yeah, just skulky. He's like a human skeleton. Yeah. Trying, like trying to tell Joe, like he's just so comically like everything about him visually and just the way he speaks and you know just the way he carries himself. It's like this is just a skeleton wearing a skin suit having fun over here. Like it's it's a very very. I really wonder. Performance. I really wonder what the actors like. Like, I wonder what his charisma and mannerisms are like. You know what I mean? Because you see Tom and Shiv's actors, and you're like, okay, yeah. so you're just, like, completely in it, in the performance. Mm-hmm. And then you get some actors who are a lot like their characters. Sure. And I really wonder about Greg. Like, well, it's such a specific yeah. performance, dude. Yeah. Well, there has been some uh, some stuff floating out there about oh, no. really recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what but, has he yeah. done? Everyone. Well, he's, apparently he's a true disgusting brother, as people are, are saying. <laughs> but uh, he's a disgusting brother. Well, that's like their the nickname in the show. There, him and Tom. But like, apparently, oh yes, he has had a couple accusations recently. God damn it, Greg! Yeah. Yeah. He had to, man. But uh, again, it's all. But it is. I think it, it all came out around like the second episode this season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. I want to get to predictions because next week is the finale. But sure. maybe we should talk about just a couple of our favorite moments or quotes from episodes eight and nine. I, I think most of my notes here are from nine. Sure. I gotta say, dude, um, they've hinted at this, like at family trauma and Logan Roy's past. Mm. Um, but when his brother takes a stand, oh. you it was it Ewan. Ewan. Yeah. Um, I mean, number one, great performance. Number two, great speech. Um, one of the quotes here. I loved him as much as he would let me, but he has wrought terrible things. He has fed the dark flame in men. Oh, so metal. I love yeah. I loved that whole speech. That was fantastic. That was like really like you know, succession writers like flexing their writing muscles between all of the speeches of all the actors that all the actors had in that episode. Sure. Uh but uh, the bombshell for me was Logan Roy's family um, an uncle and parents blaming him for potentially giving polio and killing his baby sister. Yeah. Indirectly killing, but you know what I mean? It but explains, it, I think, a lot. It was interesting, too, to see, like, that moment. Like, again, like, James Cromwell is such an incredible, like, one of the all-time greats, like, truly. Yeah. Um, but just, like, that moment, like, just the moment he takes of, like, you know, and I don't like, in referring to, like, potentially Logan giving polio to the other yeah. sister but he's the look he makes and he says like but i don't even know if that's how that goes yeah. you know like just like the unknown unknownness yeah. of it all yeah. but um i think the highlight of the episode it's such a strange thing but when so the 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 kid's mother grabs invites uh, uh oh yeah what's her name um the most recent girlfriend yeah the most recent one who's trying to come I'm a news anchor. Yeah. Uh, it takes her along and like you see Marsha and then there's another woman she invites along and she makes the line of like, oh yeah, you would call her, this is my, oh Carrie, this is my yeah, Carrie. this is my Carrie. And you can see kind of Marsha like whatever and then they'll go sit down and when Marsha like puts her hand on Carrie's, there yeah. they, I was literally on the couch. I felt like such a like nerd. I was like, wow, that was acting. That was like real acting. Like, no, just, I agree. Like, it was just such a, it was such a powerful moment and the, the actress who plays Carrie just 
her being overwhelmed and you know like they're all like <laughs> they all served in war the four of them in their own regards like you know being with logan roy but i just that moment stuck out to me for for whatever reason but no i think it was a good moment i think like it's yeah. so easily one of those moments because it doesn't have to do with any of the central characters that like Mm-hmm. no one's missing that scene if it's not in the show but like the fact that they went out of yeah. the way to make that scene is like oh right layers like you have to remember like his reach is far extending blah 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 look at all the people he's a, you know what i mean like and it just makes him it makes perfect sense they all understand those four women understand mm-hmm. who the who this guy was um as much as anybody in that room yeah he was yeah um romans Mausoleum. that was uh, I was gonna say Roman's breakdown, the acting, yeah. the acting part that got me, um, were his through tears. He had two lines when he finally breaks down. He has mm-hmm. two lines, and I would, I would be curious because I I know like they film long on Succession and HBO, and mm-hmm. I heard the guys from The Watch talking about like they all the the actors have room to improv and stuff. But Roman has two incredibly specific lines. I'd love to know if they're written or improv but he goes, is he in there? And he's looking yeah. at the coffin and goes, can you, can we get him out? Mm. And I was like, oh God, like that's so real. And you I'm know what I mean? Grieving's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that there's yeah. all, for all the words and the wit and the fuckity and like all the mm. messing around, like he's finally breaks down and is asking questions like a child. Mm. and it's like yeah because he's a child he's, he is they're a child. all mental they're all mentally damaged or psychologically yeah. damaged they're all really damaged at one point they're talking later when i think he's recovered and they're talking about their dad and roman goes he made me breathe funny yeah you could, like, he couldn't even step into the mausoleum he's yeah. like just in the doorway you know they're all in there yeah God, connor connor was killing it too yeah i've been really into cryogenics but uh you know i'm, I'm up for a top bunk <laughs> he's funny dude he so that dude funny. i'm so glad that actor got a shot with this yeah perfect like he, uh, he plays the ultimate like this the like not even like just like the aloof narcissist yeah you know i get like you know like maybe like the multi-millionaire billionaire character but i don't know he's i think he's one of the perfect castings for this show it, yeah even, like looking at the end it was just like i totally agree amazing along the way like they all have been yeah but there's always been something anytime alan rock's on screen i'm just like here we go connor actually let's go. conhead let's go while they're in the music uh mausoleum another good <laughs> another good or dude this is like a throwaway line like if you don't pay attention to succession you're gonna miss something good mm. shiv goes they're they're like exiting the mausoleum and shiv goes uh i'm intrigued to see how he gets out of this one <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know it's like the i think this episode is like probably like the best of the season so far um yeah probably but, but i think the election one was very very good you know yeah um a couple highlights from that one too like you know shiv and tom are having it out in like a back hallway and like they just start like literally going for the throat when she tells him about being pregnant and like you just like flout like no you're not yeah <laughs> like you know it was, oh he it was, i remember he asked her is that a trick is it a tactic yeah. And I was like, you two have played so many fucking games with one another mm. that now when it's finally real, like, you can't... You know what I mean? Yeah. God, that was... Yeah. Another quote um, is when, again, when Kendall finally, like, comes online. Mm. It's like... I don't know what triggers him. I think... Is it Roman's fucking up the speech? Well, I think... Because there was an interesting line in the previous episode. I think he's talking to Shiv. 
because he feels like Roman has the upper hand, right? Yes, that's true. Because Roman so, has a relationship with Mencken. Mencken and kind of had it with Madsen, but I think Shiv's obviously kind of moved into yeah. that. But, um, but I do, I do think it's interesting that you because know, Kendall's been like even the like not just the the this episode of the previous one, even before that, like he has showed like I'm gonna take the reins, like it's you know. I'm going to do it kind of thing. And I think he just shoots a shot. Like, yeah, you know, I think, I think he saw Roman bail on him during like the living plus thing. He and bailed on him ri- during that. And he's rising to the situation. And, you know, and I think he saw what happens when Roman takes the fucking reins, but he, but that's the thing too. Like he's getting like at, at the post, the, like the mausoleum scene, they go, I think they're at like an apartment or party or whatever it is. And, you know, like, he's grilling Roman of, like, yeah, like, you, you know, you shot yourself in the foot and you fucked it. But, yeah. like, you can see him, like, it's okay, buddy. But, like, he's kind of happy about it, right? Because, like, oh, this, yeah. this opens the way for him. I think so. It's because yeah. Roman had an opening. And I think that's why, and Kendall said it, but you fucked it. Like, you yeah. know you did. You fucked it. And then you fucked the speech. Like, I think Roman's stock has sunk huge. Yeah. And that's why he walks into the street full of protesters. I thought he was going to get himself fucking killed. Maybe he does. It's do certainly... Think, do we should talk about that. Okay. And I want to give one more quote just while we're on the Kendall, like, rising to power thing. Because I think... I'm very curious if he ends up on top of the throne. I'll um, lay in front of this car. Is that the one you're thinking of? No. Yeah, that was absurd, dude. <laughs> that was so absurd. I, you're too online. You're, you're too, too online. online. You've lost context. <laughs> um, it is good that, like, I think they're showing him swinging between, like, having, like, these moments of brilliance and control... Like, just briefly after, he loses his fucking shit on the mother of his children. And then on Jess. And then on Jess. Oh my god, that was so bad. Yeah. she That's a lady of real integrity for walking away the way she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he goes up to Big H, my boy Big H, Hugo. Goes, (laughs) because he calls him Big H. Yeah. Goes, it's like the end of an episode, eight or or nine. He goes, listen, this is an explicit order to fuck the deal. I'm taking this. You can come too, but it will not be a collaboration. Yeah. You will be For my sure. dog, but the yeah. scraps will be millions. Yeah. Happy? And then Hugo goes, woof, woof. Oh, <laughs> I was like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, like, the creepy thing, I think the, probably the creepiest part of the episode is when he, he crawls up on uh, uh, Logan's old security guard there. What like, the fuck the was that about, dude? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, going to a head, a head shrinky, a head shrinker. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's something confidential. And like yeah. the grin and chuckle he makes, I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's that's evil. That is so evil. Yeah. I think he has those guys now. He has, you know, he's war ready. It looks like he's acquiring his dad's old toys. Yeah. And what? Well, one of them for sure. Yeah. But, you know, also the guy who like, knows about that person you killed, is, you probably want him on your team. Good point. You know? But uh, Hugo is, I think too. Like Fisher Stevens has been around like throughout the series. Like I think he's been it since season two, one or two. I mean, he's he's early for sure. But um, you know he's you know like he's been around. Like you know he's always paired up with Carolina a lot of the time. But yeah, he's he's such a dope. I still think back to that scene where like they all start dumping food on his plate and he just looks like an asshole. In front yeah, of the, uh, I remember that. <laughs> that was this season, right? Norwegian, yeah. That was so when funny in, when they're in Norway. But yeah, yeah. Um, okay, prediction time real quick. Okay. I, I think the biggest question on my mind is, do you think anyone dies? Mm. In any manner, you know, like any of the main characters, whether it's, you know, violence, suicidal, accidental, murder, 
you know? I think I would say Roman, but I think that's a little too on the nose after the ending of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think the big twist, you know, the problem is they're all big twists with this show. Like, the, get, like the writing is going to keep you guessing all day long, but I think the big twist for me is, like, you put Kendall on this winning trajectory and then maybe then maybe someone leaks about the murder and you know you could go the you could go the pretty dark route um, do you think do you think they actually pull that out of the closet i don't know because i would hope not i think that's if you want to go the dark depressing route and like i don't like i mean the show is dark and depressing but do, do they want to go that dark but i think the whole point of the show and like and in real life you know you know the what this is imitating is like the power and just like the, the lack of consequences for these people true true if that just never is brought up in this episode like that's just you know again truly buried away then you know like i would not be surprised like i would not be offended that like as if they never brought that back but that's like, a great point you know that's just kind of how cuz that's work. how it works yeah historically and like it's a known thing right so it's you know, but so, um, do you think any death? No, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say Roman only because he seems primed and ready to go. Um, but like you said, that might end up being too on the nose. Do I you think could. Oh, I could see Shib losing the baby. Oh God, don't do that to me. Mm. That's sadder. Yeah. Um, you think the deal goes through? I say no. Yes. Ooh, there we go. Fifty-fifty. Yeah. I say the deal does. Uh, wait. In favor of whom? Who do you think? ends up as king do you think uh the roys can end up controlling uh what is it gojo matson's company is it gojo mm. or do oh, you think matson ends up acquiring them uh... or maybe it doesn't matter you just think a deal happens where they combine forces with matson I think it's hard to say because they they're really doing a good job showing that it's like obviously it's either one or the other, but they just both have so much backing on both sides of it that it's yeah. it's there's no like one has an advantage over each other, so it is really hard to to tell. But I don't know. Imagine Matson dies. That'd be a good one, dude. He has plenty of plenty to lose. The blood, the blood conspiracy, the fake numbers everywhere. Yeah, but that came on that like and then it's interesting that that kind of just like didn't do anything like as yeah. they planned but i think i think it does go through and there is an american ceo place i think the real tragedy is like kendall becomes the ceo but like you know madsen's still running the show yeah that's a bit of a tragedy Ugh. yeah they um it's not shiv i know shiv thinks she's getting it but she's not no she i think i think as nice as it would be for a character to get a win i think like she's destined to get fucked by all these assholes you know what i mean like she's mm-hmm. de- like she's just gonna keep getting shunted um and not taken seriously and i don't know maybe as a result she gets back into politics that might be good mm-hmm. i don't know maybe she cashes out and goes back to the original guy she was backing i don't know now that like she's clearly been like really moved by the current political landscape maybe like she says, fuck this. I'm going to go fight the good fight. I don't know. Mm. We'll knows? see. We'll talk about it next week. God, can't wait. Come uh, come back here and listen. All right. We've got a very brief news feed today, Grant. Yeah. Um, I'll start us off real quick. Uh, Demon Slayer Season 3, the finale, is going to be an hour. Fuck yeah, dude. So, yes, it's only 11 episodes, and we are expecting it to like really kick into high gear any minute, but like... An hour-long finale is literally two additional episodes. 
hour-long premiere, hour-long finale. It's not bad. Yeah, that is pretty solid. Um, as mentioned before, there was a MAPPA event this weekend. They kind of went over all their shows from this year, and they, they did sneak peek a couple new things, a couple uh, original movies they're going to be doing. Uh, but the big things to come out was the new a- uh, Attack on Titan uh, teaser teaser visual. Um, chose not to look at it. I know it's out there. I know it's a house <laughs> or a cabin. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second trailer for Jujutsu Kaisen came out, and they released a bunch of character art for the current timeline, the current cast. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, looking pretty good. Yeah, very excited. I mean, Attack on Titan, we will cover the, uh, you know, we'll cover the last uh, special here as we've covered, like, Attack on Titan for the last couple of years. Very excited to see how that wraps up. Not going to go too, too deep down that rabbit hole. Yo, I'm so curious about Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, I know. I'm super. It's probably I'm a little, the show I'm going to the most now. I'm a little nervous, to be honest. It I'm looks... Not super different like extremely different yeah okay well i think we'll loop back to this a little bit later but i i guess i'll just say now mappa has done some very good work again it's all different teams i understand that but overall their production quality with uh vinland saga has been amazing um leanna and i watched that campfire cooking show um they did that this year uh and that was like our probably one of our favorite shows this year so far uh, very good animation, very laid back, you know, just not the usual MAPPA joint. Um, so the love is going to Jujutsu Kaisen. I can feel it. Visually, it looks different, yes, but I think they're going to knock it out of the park. So I hope so. They had a really strong season one and a really strong movie, so curious to see where it goes. Yeah. And you sent me this today. So The Flash. That's so strange. This is just weird. <laughs> this is just very weird. Um, spoilers. This is spoilers to anyone listening. Spoilers for a cameo in the upcoming The Flash movie with uh, Ezra Miller. But they're doing press for this movie, and is it the director, Grant? Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. The director is talking about one of these big-time cameos he got, uh, who plays Superman. So, again, that's your last warning for spoilers. They got uh, Nicolas Cage to play Superman in a cameo. It's probably not long, because it's called a cameo for a reason. Which is like, that leads to my question, like, why spoil the cameo? Yeah, do you think this is just them doubling down on, like, Ezra Miller doesn't exist, Ezra Miller doesn't exist, like, you know, they're just trying to, all this other good gesture to get people in. That's an interesting take. I mean, I think that anytime I look at James Gunn's feed, or anytime I look at Warner Brothers and, like, all this stuff in general, the, the parting, the party line, rather, is not Ezra Miller's performance, it's, um... This is, this is A, going to be the DC reset, so like you have to see it, and B, it's the best Superman superhero movie we've seen in a long time. Like, literally, that's like the quote. It's the best superhero movie I've seen in years. So it's like, I don't know, between that, you got to drum up some hype. They got Michael Keaton on the poster. Like, they're really, really, really going for it. I'm I'm so hesitant when you hear that like the best comic book movie in a while thing, because the last time we heard that was people beating the drum the exact same statements for love and thunder yeah you know and just kind of look how that panned out so um oh here here's a little fun did you see that you know quantum mania there was like a ton of cg issues like like yeah. a lot of visual effects weren't complete yeah it's now on disney plus and it's fully completed <laughs> that's hilarious like the current so the best version to watch is now on disney plus <laughs> i still haven't watched it movie. i think uh i, I, I might i might check it out actually 
was it an article we both read or was it on corridor crew where like uh one of the animators who worked on it was like very upfront because they weren't under nda for some ridiculous reason but they did a full interview of like no marvel was like very clear you should prioritize this other movie what what would have been being made at the same time as Ant Man? Black, black panther 2 yeah that's it what black it was panther. it was black panther 2 yeah uh they're yeah, like think, yeah i think you brought that up a couple of they were ago. super clear like this gets priority finish ant-man when you're done black panther and like as a result ant-man just had a rough go cg wise which and it's not like yeah. black panther looked much better either. like i said i haven't seen quantum mania but apparently in theaters there's some pretty like there's like apparently there's a pretty like famous shot where it's like oh there's nothing there that's like <laughs> like it's even even like the cg wasn't even fully it's done funny. to recognize the scene it's funny marvel has done such great work uh with cg obviously like they've done a lot in the last 10 years but like they're held to their own bar you know what i mean like when you get movies with the cg level like black panther one and this quantumania 2 it's like what are you doing like everyone knows you because you're supposed to be able to pull this off like the moment like it looks bad it takes people out of it it's jarring and everyone's conditioned to for it to look good so mm-hmm. they're kind of their own worst enemy uh, in terms of production scheduling like that. Anyway. Um, okay, something nice and light. Barry. <laughs> Season four, episodes six and seven. Is the finale also next week? The finale is next week. Oh my god, dude. Um, god. So much TV. Yeah, I know. How are you feeling about Barry? Pretty good. Um, the... The whole, I think this episode was better. It's not that I didn't dislike last week's episode. It just felt kind of, uh, it felt kind of catch-up-y. You know, because like in, in the time jump sense. Like obviously, you know, we kind of got to see where everyone is <laughs> Dude, now. I was, I was thinking of the condiment. I was like, what? Oh. Ketchup. What? I was like, is that a term I should know? Ketchup. You know, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just a no, Grant, Grant, Grant jargon. But like I said, obviously there's like the time jump. So we need to see where everyone is and what they're doing but it just felt too much that, you know, the, I think the highlights of the episode is just the, the Fuchs stuff and like him in the house and the people and getting married and all that. I thought that was Fuchs like, is amazing. The, the yeah. storyline they came up with him and the time jump is like, <laughs> like brilliant. It's some of my favorite shit ever. Yeah. And then like the, the, the shootout in the most recent episode too, or the missile know. missing. <laughs> That's so very, that reminds me of the bomb under the house. Yeah. And, you know, Barry's, like, on the phone, the customer service. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's not working. <laughs> but, yeah, the missile missing, and then just all of Fuchs' men, like, just completely, like, swooping in on, uh, yeah. you know, Hank and Wild. But, uh... I love the, uh, the Gene Cousineau, uh, undercover operation with, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and Mark Wahlberg as acting producer. I should have known... It was a trick. I'm such an like, idiot. They got me with that too. I was they so got embarrassed. Everyone. <laughs> I was like, obviously, this like, like this is the perfect way to get him. But a part of me was like, they might have been able to get Mark Wahlberg for one scene. Like it might be, but he might be behind that door. I'm yeah. such a moron. The four seasons. Why would why? <laughs> that was the. I should have known. Like, I know. Yeah, four seasons. I feel so stupid. But imagine, that would have been so funny, dude. Because they've had, they've had Fred Armisen this year. They've yeah. had, like, a bunch of really great cameos. And uh, I thought that was just going to be, like, a really big one. And they fucking got me. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't know why, but I was picturing the scene Departed where, like, it's just 
Mark Wahlberg in there with like the jump, the tracksuit, <laughs> like the suit, the plastic suit. <laughs> He's just there, like, yeah. How's it going, Gene? Yeah. <laughs> you know, can you that's pretty. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, so but that's the thing too. Like, just Gene, you know, he's tooting his horn of like, you know, in in honor of, in honor of, and then like he just can't help himself with like this role of a lifetime. He's completely played into it. Like, he's a sucker. He's a he's an absolute schmuck. He, he like, is a sucker. That's, like, the right word for him. Like, he went... It's been, what, eight years? He did all yeah. that development, and you throw a couple Hollywood names at him, right back where he started. DDL, his brain turned to freaking eggs, and... Yeah. yeah. let's go for it. Sally's story might be the saddest. Yeah. She's what fucked. Is, it's, like, what is it? Because I keep seeing a lot of stuff online of saying, like, she's just disasso- disassociating. Is that, like... Again, I'm not really sure completely what that means, but is that just her like having a mental breakdown? Kinda, like, yeah. Like I think in the context that I've heard it in, it's mostly been in like books I've read. Is like sometimes when you're going through a traumatic experience, whether it's like a mental or verbal assault or like whatever, or even just like a period of intense like strife, mm. like you just don't react or think critically or be like, hey, what am I doing here? Yeah. I should get the fuck it. Like, you just go through the motions because going through it, the routine kind of placates you. It makes you feel better to just, like, not resist. Sure. It's a little dark, but, like, you just let it happen. And I, it's, yeah, I mean, maybe she's been so fucked up in her own head and so, like, petrified of, like, she's in so deep now, right? Yeah. Barry was a murderer convicted, or not convicted, but an alleged murderer with proof and she had already been with him for years. Yeah. Like, she knows there are going to be some fucking questions when all this is over. Mm. And, like, I think maybe she's so terrified of that. She's disassociating and being like, well, I'm kind of in this already. I may as well see it through. But it's like, when is she ever going to... I think every time she looks back, it's like, it's the sunk cost fallacy. It's like, she's gone too far. Sure. She can't escape this because she's went too long without you know, finding the issue or, or whatever. But she had that epi- She had that moment at the end of this... Is it this episode? In one of these episodes, uh, seven or eight, or seven, or six or seven, rather, she says something to her son about, like, once we're all together again, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And then she goes, then we'll just do, go back to doing what we were doing. And then she's yeah. like, she has, like, a moment. It's like, do you finally realize that you've been, like, on the run and, like, yeah, all fucked up and, like, probably self-medicating and whatever else for the last however many years while Barry reads the fucking Bible? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she'll come to it might be kind of poetic if she's the one who turns him in mm. you know what i mean oh um yeah well it's she had tried right but that's the thing too like we don't know i do think she did try to talk to that cop but like and she's clearly having a mental breakdown that sucks that sort, was really but, sad um but how about the scenes of <laughs> uh when barry's getting uh, interrogated by moss yeah like you know just the <laughs> not being able to see anything and like people him talking to that was pretty that was pretty spooky that was a good uh like i wonder what he did to make that guy go insane the journalist now we know yeah he did, he did that to gene he did that to the journalist now he's done it to barry like yeah twisted barry stuff just, yeah barry just passing out in the kitchen <laughs> yeah i know that <laughs> typical barry move like, that was so funny and of course he's lucky enough to wake up with no one in the house Ugh. yeah um that the cop's name is what jim jim yes. yeah okay so then um Jim, Jim confronts. Who does he confront? He's got Cousineau, mm-hmm. cops. Oh yeah, at uh, the end. And then 
who who gets Sally? Is it uh, Hank's men? Yeah, Hank gets Sally. Okay, Hank's got Sally. Kuzanow is being held by Jim and Co. Barry's kind of in the dark. Oh, but also Noho Hank Callsbury. Callsbury and is presumably on Jim's side at this point. Or um Kuz- Fuchs. Fuchs point, Jesus, the names. Yeah, there, there's a lot of names. They're all very similar names. Okay, so I always get Fuchs and Kuznow mixed up. Yeah, me too. So TLDR, the deck is sup- the deck. The deck is supremely stacked against Barry. Mm-hmm. You want to do prediction time? Does he make it out alive? Uh, no. I'm saying for sure dies. Um, who... I can... It seems like... Okay, it doesn't feel like it's not earned, but I can't see him and Noho Hank kind of, like, burying their shit. Before his death. Before his death, and maybe... Because Fuchs is a problem. I don't think Hank wants to be, like, underneath Fuchs' thumb going forward. Yeah. So, you know, Barry can just become, like, you know, the Lone Ranger again and just, like, drop all of Fuchs' crew or whatever. Or maybe Fuchs is going to see Barry and just, like, give it all up again. Oh, my God, Barry. I'm so One sorry. or both of them need to die. <laughs> Fuchs or... I think uh, Fuchs is de- going to die, too. Yeah, he has to die. Like, he's had a run. I, I'm going to give you the... Uh, I, I, I think Barry dying is a safe bet, probably most likely, but I'm going to go the uh, the Hail Mary... I think um, he, like, becomes an acting teacher. <laughs> or, or something, like, full circle. Or I don't know if we get another time skip, because they just did that. So maybe you can't do that again. Okay, so do you think they're teeing up Gene going down for what Barry was supposed to go down for? Oh. Do you think they're going to say that Gene is the one who killed? Um, no. I mean, maybe. They can't do that to our boy, though. Jeez, he's been through so much. No, I know, but, like, they're really setting that up in that offs of, like, you know, like... Because they do hit with the point that, like, all you've always said, that Barry will do anything for you, and da-da-da, this and that. Like, what did you talk him into doing, Gene? Like, yeah, so I don't know. It's, um... God, I feel so bad. God, Gene's such an idiot. And you think he finally figured it out, eh? He is such an idiot, dude. That's why he's so fun to watch. I know. Henry Henry Winkler is a genius. Yes. The, this whole cast, dude. The direction. Like, I really hope... Wait, do they even do Best best TV Director at the Emmys? No, eh? I don't know, actually. Golden or, Globes, maybe, but... Yeah, but I was going to say, I hope he wins Best Director, but like, I don't even think they do nominations. I, I hope they win Best Show or Actor or whatever, but... Yeah, I don't know. There's going to be... White Lotus is... Succession, White Lotus, they'll because de- they House of the Dragon, Barry, they're all gonna go in at drama. The, he historically they're under drama, right? They don't do comedy. Yeah, uh, no, there is a comedy for the Emmys. No, I know. I'm just wondering if Barry applies under drama or comedy. No, I believe it goes under comedy. Yeah. Oh, comedy. Yeah. So they wouldn't be up against Succession. No, maybe not. So maybe they'd be the big fish. I'm trying to figure what else. Ted Ted Lasso is a big hitter. Yeah, I don't think that's winning. Yeah, oh yeah, we, yeah. Well, you know, we, you and I were talking about this off air there, but like, it's not a bad season, like people are saying. But I don't think it's swinging for Emmy nominations. Mm-hmm. It's not definitely not winning, in my opinion. I don't know what else is considered like Emmy contender uh, so far. for comedy TV. Like, what else is on that's funny? Mm, nothing we're watching. Yeah, but uh, and I don't like that's the thing. Like, other than the HBO stuff and sometimes the FX, or oh, maybe the most recent season of Atlanta might be up. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they had a season, I would assume. Yeah. They're pretty legit. All right. Um, so we're, you're, you're saying he dies. I'm saying he... Uh, Comes an acting teacher. 
or um, just like a long shot like if he survives i won't take the w like i want him to like move to montana or something you know what i mean like i need like a environment switch mm. maybe yeah. uk like i want him to i i want him to hit reset and like do it all over again um a little mm-hmm. desk dexter-esque when i say do it all over again i don't mean like find a new girl find a new obsession i mean like escape and like be grateful sure I don't think he can. I think no, probably Barry not. is also an idiot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I listened to Bill Hader on a Conan's podcast this week. Okay. And he goes, well, the thing you have to look for, but once you see it and you can't miss it, is Barry gets dumber every season. He's yeah. like, we make him shittier. Yeah. And you're like, yes, you definitely do. You don't have to look very hard for that, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Air. Yeah. I'll talk briefly about, about this. So this is a Matt Damon... Ben Affleck produced movie. They have a production company now mm-hmm. together. I didn't yeah. know this, uh, but I heard them on uh, some podcast. They were great, the two of them on the Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah. They briefly talked about it. Yeah, they did. And uh, that was a really, really good episode. That's what I listened to on the flight back from Nashville, I think. And long story short, Affleck directs, they co-star, mostly Damon, uh, with a good amount of scenes with Affleck, Viola Davis. Um I would say this movie's good, not great. Like it's, sure. we, I think like they, they took a swing at a period piece, and they it somehow works, and then somehow doesn't as a period piece because it's 1984, right? Okay. Um, it's the whole thing, and I it's tricky based off the movie title, and based off the trailer. I think I thought I was going to see the moment, the buildup of Nike signing Michael Jordan, and then the world changing. You know, mm-hmm. as he become as he hits the NBA and the shoe and him and everything, changing everything, and that's not the movie at all. Um, the movie is it's the entire process of Matt da- Matt Damon working at Nike, trying to convince everyone around him that they don't have enough money and they need to bet big and use their budget for three players this year instead on one player, Michael Jordan. And it's like mostly inside baseball, like it's kind of almost it's quite similar to moneyball except it's like one game you know what i mean it's one Hmm. one event i'm sure in real time it took months and we go through the shoe design and and all that but they made some peculiar decisions like it's 1984 there's like a couple things about that period like the fashion matt damon's overweight but like nobody's smoking i feel like the offices should have been filled with smoke (laughs) yeah um they made a huge directorial decision which I don't know if it hurt them or helped them. It's a big one. They didn't cast a Michael Jordan. No. Um, yeah, they had talked about that, but, like, they did get his input. Like, and they wrote the part of his, like, uh, I think Viola Davis plays his mom. Yeah. And, you know, so that, I think that was their way of including him. But I'm not sure why maybe the paycheck was but, too big. No, but the thing is, they have him in every, not every, they have him in at least five scenes. There's just a tall black man with no face. Like, they just shoot his face in darkness. Oh, So they put him in meetings and shit. And he's in the room. And they'll show the back of his head. Of like, oh, look, he's not interested. Like, he's laying his head on his shoulder. Like, so they... He was a character, but not a character. It was a very peculiar decision. And then, yeah, like, they had Viola Davis as his mom basically act as his manager and agent during the negotiations. Mm -hmm. And I believe that was accurate. But it was like... Like, they really pushed that being true... To, like, 
make it work so that Michael never had any lines. Like, you you could feel, like, the story breaking a bit where they go, well, how would Michael feel about that? And it's like, in every other movie, you have a scene of Michael talking to his mom and then his mom relaying the information. And then in this movie, they just go, oh, we know Michael doesn't feel this way. Like, he's, like, a such an important presence in the movie. The movie's about him. But huh. he's not in... It's fucking weird, man. That is strange. How, how long is this movie? Is it, like, two and a half hours or, like... No, no, just shy, just shy of two. Okay. So, I like the length. Uh, or it might be... I don't know. Let me just check. What? Like, seven out of ten, would you say? Yeah. Like, just, like, a just solid movie with a couple of really weird choices? Yeah, hour 52, and, yeah, seven out of ten seems right. I think the I think the letdown is... And Bill Simmons touched on this in that interview is like people are so excited about the duo of Damon and and uh, Affleck and like it's good to see them going for it and that movie The Duel The Duel The Last Duel The Last Duel was great but you know the mo- that was great did you end up watching that I did um, oh, so it's just like I think the oh the bar is so high <laughs> for them and like it's yeah. weird like you know yeah. you know you know Ben wants to direct more but I, ironically like. Fuck, man, you give this movie to, like, a heavy-hitting director, like, it might have been a lot better. Like, a lot better. Well, what but, do you do? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's this whole chain of marketing movies that are coming out in the next little while. Like, we got the, you know, I was listening to the big picture, and they're kind of rhyming off a couple of them, and I was just shaking my head. Like, we got uh, the Flaming Hot Cheetos movie Ugh. coming out. We had Air, uh, we had the Blackberry movie, which is apparently supposed to be really good. With uh, uh, they were talking about that. It's always sunny, guy, too. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the well, the the guys Barbie in direction. Oh, my God, oh Barbie. Yeah, oh yeah, Barbie's the the big big one. But uh, I'm so curious about that. Me we too. doing a double bill that weekend? Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, I saw something about yeah, we, about that on the internet. I mean, I think we should see Oppenheimer together in person, and uh, with yeah. what little of our eardrums we both have left. Yeah, I nothing already like a my, Nolan uh, movie. <laughs> I took my new earplugs uh, for a test drive at a show that last weekend there, so I'm ready for Oppenheimer. Not a boy. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Let's see if we can hear the dialogue in this one. Yeah, but, probably uh, not, but uh, it's okay. The trailers do look outrageous. Like, yeah, fantastic. I haven't watched any of them. Um, they look really good, dude. Um, Greta Gerwig as a director for Barbie. Like, she's legit. Matter of fact, yeah. she's legit. Yeah. And um, I have no idea what to expect. I think there's a... I think I think it's going to be a love hate. That's probably not a hot take, right? Like at this point, like no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be love hate for Barbie. Um, I'm all in for the gauze. So yeah, 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 gauze. Yeah, it's true. Our boy, um, Harry Potter Legacy. I want to mention. Tell me about it. I'm yeah, I'm so curious. I've been wanting to hear you talk about this for a while. Well, it's been tricky because I've been traveling so much this month. Mm. So I I had it for like th- three days, and I was like, oh, I'm falling down the well. Like, it's a good take. That's a good. That's a good amount of time to like really dig into something. Yeah, especially but, a game. Yeah, so I'd say I'm five six hours, maybe seven now in. So still like pre ten, and uh, what I've read is that like. You should spend the first five to ten hours just, like, pursuing the main storyline to unlock core game mechanics. Like, important spells, broomstick, flu powder, travel points, all that bullshit. Sure. So, I'm around that mark, and, um... What house did you pick? I mean, do you even have to ask? You're totally Slytherin. Yeah, I'm 100% 100 a Slytherin, dude. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I've never... I mean, the, the... I will say, the... The, uh, there's memes about this everywhere on the internet. This is nothing original, but the house picking, like, um, structure or whatever, 
um, mechanism in Harry Potter Legacy is a lot better than what it has been in, like, online quizzes for the last decade. Like, they ask you some subtle questions that, like, you can find your way to Slytherin, but they're not all that obvious. (laughs) But, like, online quizzes years ago, it's like, you know, what would you do if you had to cut a wire or, or else your team member would fall over it? It's like, I would cut the wire or I'd jump on the wire for them or I'd find a way to detach the wire. And that's like, you know, fucking Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, yeah. and Slytherin is the last option. Is like, I would bite him because I'm a snake. <laughs> like, that shit's always been so ridiculous. Um, yeah. But no, nah, like, I think what you said to me was, it feels like just a really good game that happens to be about Harry Potter. Um, yeah. I think you said that or someone did. I think I see that. I, I think more than that, though... Um, it really, as a Harry, like a guy who's re- was really into it, and I put my like my mm-hmm. trivia knowledge up there with like this, is like one of the few things I'm confident about, like nerd wise, is that sure is my Harry Potter knowledge, and um, it feels like like the people who made this knew a lot about it, like a lot, a lot, like those a lot of these movies have really felt like half measures a lot of the time. Yeah, any a lot of the properties that come out of Harry Potter in general, like how how franchised it has been. This feels like a labor of love, like mm-hmm. truly, yeah, yeah. It, it's really, really, really good. The I'm, little, the yeah. little time I spent with it, that came across like very clearly, like from the from the jump. Yeah, and I, it's about engagement, right? I've told you, like, I have a hard time with RPGs staying engagement, staying engaged a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and like, I, uh, I care about the story. I don't know if like I'll end up loving it by the end, but like, I actually, the characters are interesting. They have motivations. Your choices seem to actually matter. It's like a real game. Like it's has real game of a like mechanics that a triple A rated game should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's kind of surreal because like yeah, fifteen year old me would have lost his fucking mind if this came out. I know. And it's like you know what? I'm I'm happy to have it now, so I'm gonna play the shit out of this thing. Yeah, boy. So yeah. Um, anything else before we get to the Q and A? No, no, I think that's it. Okay, uh, great question this week from Liana. Any anime? that you've watched that you weren't fond of the art style uh, and would that alter your rating of it? Mm. I have a couple obvious answers that I've given on this before. The answer is yes and I couldn't even get through them and it was Ranking of Kings and Odd Taxi. And Ranking of Kings oh much God. more. Wow, that's not what I thought you were going to go with. I thought you were going to freaking like go back to the Trigon well. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Ranking of Kings was... Uh, Odd Taxi like was slightly weird but like i got used to it very quickly and then i fell off for like probably unrelated reasons ranking of kings i legit had a hard time watching because of the art style god so good i i'm loving season two right now yeah and i know every like i mean i'm willing to accept the l here because like i think this is a clear case of like it's not it's not the rest of the world it's me you know what i mean it's like everybody i will say unanimously loves that fucking show a show it's but it's not like it is it is so good and i am like, very fond of the art style but it by no means essential viewing oh, okay. you know what i mean like it's it you a show can be amazing and i think it can go you know in the annals of time or whatever you want to call it like i think it, it will have its legacy because the animation is very strong like regardless of art style the animation is very strong and uh it's just a good natured story very well written but studio just crushing it but like I said, it's by no means essential. 
So uh, okay, well, but, uh, Odd Taxi. I would argue. I do think you need to watch that. <laughs> that was my follow up. Is like okay, well, if Odd Ta- yeah. if that isn't is Odd Taxi. Well, you know what, dude? Between Barry and Succession wrapping up, Odd Taxi's short too. Like I don't really have a good reason to not watch that thing. Yeah, yeah, twelve episodes. Yeah. Man, you know what? I watched an episode of last night. It's just going full what? shonen on us. Fucking uh, summertime rendering episode fifteen. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh my god. Yeah, that's I, a really it's been good a couple one. weeks. What was that? Okay, what was that one? Is that the? It's a full on. It's a full on throwdown in the gymnasium where they light. Okay, light it everybody is on fire, and uh, the air gets blown out. The air gets blown out, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, that was just a straight up like shonen episode. Here, here's a question for you: When we do end of 2023, like top five of the year, does this count as a 2023 movie or show because it only hit us this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because it was like Netflix jailed the hell, so like yeah. we only really got it until January, I think. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get it till this year, but it was like technically out in Japan, like before that. No, but, no, yeah. no. It's yeah, I, I think that counts for. This is up there for me, sure. dude. The uh, I love the animation style. There's something about it. I love how summertime looks. Mm-hmm. I think if Tokyo Revengers, among the many things that it where could be doing are you going with this, <laughs> I do, I do think like if the art style was a little, because I, I hated the look, I hated the look of the eyes and the ears in that show, uh. and it was just something, something about the just the character style that didn't click with me. Um, again, amongst the many things, but I feel like if the show just looked awesome, like really awesome. Some of the like the ridiculousness could have been easily uh, kind of yeah. overlooked it a tad. Good point. Good you know? point. So like you don't want to be coming in with like a weak story or a messy story and like weakish animation. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it doesn't, exa- it doesn't exactly help. The Tokyo Avengers combo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you want to go the other way, like the thing that w- gets mentioned on the internet all the time is Demon Slayer, right? It's like that people yeah. say it's kind of carried by its animation, and sometimes it feels that way. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean. You could sort of say that a bit about Attack on Titan, about like how they had they had a couple rough seasons of CG specifically, but like scenes, yeah. But that's scenes. scenes. That's not exactly like art style as a whole. Art style as yeah. a whole thing. I gotta say, like the more I watch some of these older things, dude, the more I think like it's that it's a big window that's just I think skews older, like late nineties sure. or maybe early nineties to early two thousands, Cowboy Bebop. Neon Genesis, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's like some very technical, big technical changes between the early 2000s and now. I just don't know the terminology mm-hmm. for it. But I like the the look of that old stuff. See, there, if there's one era that I like, I look back on and in similar regards like the 90s like they all kind of have like you know trigun cowboy bebop all that like they all had like their look the early 2000s like like the wave of stuff that we got over here in canada you know like in in, in america the america is like you know like Yu-Gi-Oh and, and yeah you know even like early early bleach and all that i've never been a fan and a lot of like the shoulder like shoujo and shonen stuff like i don't like the really sharp angle like that like the hard pointy animation style of the early 2000s shows, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like like do you, you know, sharp consider, jaws, sharp elbows, like do it you just, consider it's that never visually worked with me. Do you consider that to be present in Neon Genesis? No, I don't. Yeah, okay. I, I know exactly. I think I think, th- I think that's like maybe the beginning, like 90s going into 2000s, but like if you yeah. go back and you look at like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokémon, um 
early Pokemon? Pokemon, not so much. Yu-Gi-Oh! is a like... pretty big offender with the faces. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but, like, and, like, that's, like, the one that, like, comes to mind. But, like, there's a lot of shows in, like, that, that, that style. And it just, going back to rewatch them, just, I can't. It's very hard for me. I've never liked that style. Yeah. And that's the era we grew up with. Yeah. And it's just so funny. That's the one that I, I dislike the most. You really gotta watch Cowboy Bebop. It's, Dave, I've said this a hundred times. Oh, yeah, I know. I got vacation starting this weekend, and Friday night, I'm firing up Cowboy Bebop. Right. I'm starting it. I'll be there at six. Um, <laughs> the beer right. will be cold. Yeah. Uh, is that it for this week? Yeah, yeah. Good lord, what a week. Okay, we're back. We're back on our bullshit, regularly scheduled programming. We'll be back next week, next Wednesday. No more delays. I'm saying this before one of us gets fucking COVID or something. <laughs> um, no, Please but no. thank you for your patience. Uh, we had a busy month of May. We were both very happy to be sitting down talking anime again. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Grant, you may say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.